Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Champaign City Council study session for Tuesday, January 14th, 2020. I'm going to turn it over to Matt Rushley. Good evening, Mayor and Council. I'm here this evening to discuss uh, some proposed amendments to Chapter 24 of the City Code. Um, we've referred to it here for convenience as a special events ordinance, but I would note in advance that the City Attorney has reminded me that Article 3 of the Chapter 24 uh, does not, in fact, regulate special events. It, re it regulates public gatherings, which are not special events. Uh, so um, the term special events ordinance applies only to the first two articles of Chapter 24. We'll get into the distinction between special events and public gatherings uh, uh, further down the road here this evening. Um, but before I proceed, I proceed with the discussion of the proposed amendments, I wanted to take a minute to revisit uh, the prior study session that we conducted back in April where we discussed some potential policy uh, approaches to city support and sponsorship of special events when, and discussed models that other cities use, um, programmatic approaches to funding and sponsoring um, and processing requests for um, financial support for special events. Um, at, at that time, Council's feedback on sponsorship sponsorship approaches was uh, was varied based upon a number of uh, criteria that we discussed but there was kind of one unifying principle that we heard um, in, in the feedback and that was um, that any any potential exploration exploration of a funding program should be contingent upon identification of uh, sufficient funding to both um, establish um, staff and administer a program like that and so um, that, that became the kind of the primary thing we looked at. And um, it, given the other models that we had examined, it was going to take substantial funding that simply doesn't exist at this point on a recurring basis to administer a, a sponsorship program uh, like, like those that we discussed. So given the, the feedback uh, regarding funding for special events um, and identifying a revenue stream, um, the proposal tonight for a city sponsorship policy would be uh, simply to um, clarify in the ordinance, to amend the ordinance language that the city does not sp sponsor or provide financial um, incentive or support in the form of in-kind services that would be unreimbursed uh, for special events as a general rule. So um, the, the policy would be not to sponsor special events with a couple of narrow exceptions. Um, and those would be for events that were discussed back in April that um, were prioritized in the council feedback, including Friday Night Live um, and the Illinois Marathon, which is currently under agreement with the city uh, for uh, reimbursement of, of city services for that event. Um, council feedback indicated that they would like to maintain the existing approach with those two events. And so our proposal would be to draft um, a policy that uh, foregoes any sponsorships with a couple of narrow exceptions and crafted in a way that would limit um, future funding or waiver of city services to th those narrow exceptions. Um, additionally, uh, staff has identified some other aspects of the special events ordinance that are either outdated or required clarification. Uh, the first of those would be um, updating insurance requirements in the code for um, event for events that are permitted under the ordinance. Um, the recommendation would be to include uh, increases in limits on liability insurance 
uh, limits on property damage insurance, um, um, increase in the rating standards for insurance companies that are providing policies for special events, and then also changing um, uh, the text of the ordinance to um, require that uh, the companies that are issuing policies are qualified to do business in Illinois instead of licensed in Illinois. It's a little bit broader uh, description, and these are recommendations um, that are coming from this, the city's risk manager who reviewed this provision and identified that the standards that are contained in this section are are long outdated and fall short of current industry standards. So we would recommend uh, updating those insurance requirements. Uh, amplified sound. Um, this is currently part of the city's ordinance. Uh, we do issue permits for amplified sound for both for special events that are occurring in the city's public way, uh, that events that require it that we're proposing to have uh, amplified music or other amplified sound that would uh, ex extend beyond the parameters in the city's uh, noise ordinance. Um, we also permit amplified sound for private events on private property. And so the proposed amendment that staff is recommending would simply um, change the text of the ordinance to clarify that the process for applying for and permitting amplified sound is separate and distinct from the special events permitting process. Currently, if you want an amplified sound permit, you are filling out a special events application and then being issued an amplified sound permit regardless whether your event is in fact a special event or a, or a private event. So this uh, change would simply um, clarify and separate the process but would not change the substance of how we permit uh, amplified sound. Uh, next is the proposal to add an application late fee for special event um, permit applications and amplified sound permit applications. Um, the proposed late fee would be uh, a $20 per day fee that's assessed um, for any applications that are submitted past the relevant deadlines that are articulated in the ordinance for special events that's a 30-day deadline in advance of the event. Um, for amplified sound permits, that would be a 15-day uh, deadline. And this would be consistent with the approach that we take for processing temporary liquor licenses. Uh, it would assess a daily late fee. It would allow staff the flexibility to choose to process late applications uh, while also maintaining the right to deny an application that is late if there are insufficient uh, staff resources or time to process the application that would provide an incentive to uh, for applicants to submit their their uh, applications in a timely fashion, but would maintain the customer service approach that we've uh, we've taken in the past. Um, I talked a little bit about Article Three of Chapter Twenty Four, which pertains to public gatherings. Um, this is a section that uh, was last amended in 1986, um, and the text of it uh, is reflective of that. Uh, contains several key terms uh, that are not defined in the ordinance and uh, are not consistent at this time with the building code or international fire code and affect its enforceability. But in a nutshell, um, the public gatherings section of this, of this uh, chapter um, requires that events that are um, having any kind of amplified music or I'm sorry, um, any kind of entertainment um, or a public gathering in any building that, or structure that is not a theater, auditorium, or lodge room, uh, none of which are defined in the ordinance, are required to register with the city clerk, 
and um, undergo an inspection by the fire chief and or building services director uh, to ensure that they're um, fire safe um, and safe from an occupancy standard and a a building construction standard. Uh, The problem with this is that the current ordinance just doesn't reflect the current safety standards in those applicable codes, so we would propose to um, update that section to to make it um, both enforceable and uh, consistent with current standards. Uh, among some other recommended changes uh, that are notable, uh, one would be updating the zoning restrictions for residential block events. So block parties uh, are part of the special events ordinance and are regulated um, under that section. And currently, they're limited to specific residential uh, zoning districts, including uh, R1 through R5 Uh, zoning districts. R1 through R5 are outdated residential classifications. They no longer exist in our zoning ordinance, and so we would propose to uh, change those references to the current residential zoning uh, districts that parallel the the former districts. So we wouldn't uh, propose to expand the footprint of where residential block parties could take place, but simply to update the reference so that, uh, again, it's enforceable. We would also propose to remove uh, a section of the ordinance that requires uh, council dispensation, so council action for a special event to charge an an admission fee um, at the event. Um, This has long been inconsistent with with city practice, um, and there are a number of events that do charge admission and uh, have, have continued to do so over the years, and so we would... Uh, propose to remove this restriction and um, and make the ordinance consistent with what, what practice has been in recent in recent years uh, and finally um, excuse me I moved ahead here um, finally we would uh, propose that special event applications and other applications under the ordinance could be denied on the basis of outstanding monies owed to the city um, for Um, fines, fees, or other um, things like food and beverage taxes uh, that are outstanding. The current practice in liquor licensing is to uh, deny applications on this basis, and it has been an effective collections mechanism in the liquor context, and we would propose to add this to the special events uh, ordinance as well as a requirement. With that, I have two alternatives, Uh, the first being to direct staff to schedule the proposed tax amendments to the special events ordinance, incorporating council input from tonight uh, and schedule that for our regular meeting agenda in the future. With that, I'll take questions. Technical questions. Anybody? Councilmember Stock. Mine's a quick one. Since you brought up block parties, would that apply? In other words, are we charging neighborhoods to have a block party for public works to come out and put up barriers or anything like that? We are not. Okay. Anyone else? Councilmember Gladney. Just some clarification points here. So yeah. for the insurance, the liability insurance and, and the property damage, so if I understand correctly, that would be going from about 350000 now to a million? A million would be the standard, yeah. And that would be the responsibility of the folks who are requesting a special event? That's right. Would, do you think this would preclude certain groups or organizations were maybe being able to put on a special event? or how, I don't, I'm not sure how that works. But. So I, I apologize. I should have made this clarification in my remarks. But okay. um, those standards are, are currently what um, consistent with the vast majority of policies that are issued now anyway. So okay. 
um, most of the events that we're seeing are not giving us insurance policies that are at that $300,000 level, okay. but are, in fact, consistent with current standards. That, um, that's good to know. Uh, about the late fees, so if I understand correctly, someone can still apply after, like, a deadline. Is this that they'll pay a, a, a penalty for that? That's right. Okay. If the city processes the application. So sure. Is that very common now? Is that something we're dealing with much now? Um, late, late applications are not are not uncommon, mm-hmm. uh, both in the liquor context and special event uh, context as well. Um, and this, it, it helps from a, a, a city staff standpoint of making sure that we can appropriately schedule any meetings that need to take place ahead of the event, um, you know, and, and get the right sets of eyes on the application to review it in a timely fashion to get it processed. So, so our hope here is to maybe curb some particular behavior and, and correct that. Yeah, that, that make things more timely, I should put it that way. All yeah, right. that would be our intent. And then kind of piggybacking on that. So this denial of application, uh, if they owe money to the city, which I guess would mirror what we have in the liquor ordinance. So is, is that very common? Um, do we, I mean, in other words, would this see a mo- like an increase in denied applications? I would say, based upon our experience in, in the liquor administration realm, um, it's, it's a handful. It's uh, a number I could count on one hand each, each renewal inc- interval. So there may be a small percentage that are affected by it, but I would say it, w- it would likely not affect um, the majority of uh, applicants that we're dealing with. Okay. Thank you. I had one, and maybe I'm just reading this too narrowly, but with respect to the city not sponsoring any special events, my concern is what about like IHSA? So we have voted to provide funding for a special event that's going to be happening here. So I think that that would fall outside of the definition of a special event, which would be a permitted event taking place in the, in the right-of-way. So if they wanted to have, like, the 27th mile kind of thing like they do for Marathon, and they wanted to do something on city streets or, I mean, I, I guess I'm, I don't want to... I don't want to reveal any secrets. I don't know that I know any secrets um, for our application. But if there were something that were to involve permitting, would this preclude us from having made a pledge to IHSA? Uh, I don't believe that this, the way that we address this, that this language would preclude that type of scenario. Um, so, for for example, for Friday Night Live, the the language that we would proposed to insert would um, would make an exception for specifically for um, organizations that we're funding to put on special events specifically so 40 we're giving money to 40 north specifically to um, one of the purposes to put on Friday night live on a recurring basis and so we could we could craft an exception that would that would make clear that um, if we have an existing arrangement like that uh, it could be captured in in that exception. Okay. Anyone in the audience wish to address this issue, please step forward, state your name and city of residence, and please limit your comments to five minutes or less. Chad Smith, Champagne. I'm going to make it quick. Can you hear me? Um, the I just asked that when we uh, look this over, make recommendations for change or uh, adoption, that we remember some of the um, earlier council comments or concerns with 
some of the private establishments having loud uh, amplified music in their parking lot that you know transferred throughout the city and allowed um, that offensive language slash music period to be heard for a long uh, long distance. So I just ask you to remember that and uh, when making decisions on this. Anyone else? Council comment? Anybody? Nobody. Um, just for my purposes, I'm not sure I am totally comfortable with the idea of precluding council from ever making a decision to fund a special event. I realize that we're trying to treat everybody fairly, but I suppose I can imagine something that would provide economic development opportunities or would be a unique experience that was a startup business or something like that where council might decide we want to be involved in this. I suppose we have the ability to override our own ordinance, although that becomes a little bit awkward. Um, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't want to be in the business of sort of picking between events every year, but I'm also not comfortable with totally getting rid of the opportunity um, if something comes forward. So that's, that's my only hesitation. All the other changes, I think, are great. Councilmember Beck. I think that the answer to that, in my opinion, is that the difference between um, special event and sponsorship is there are two different things. And if we were providing a sponsorship, that's a different thing than permitting a special event in the city. So I think that, for example, Friday Night Live falls underneath a sponsorship instead of a special event, and we're 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 collapsing those two things and talking about them in a similar fashion, but they're, they're different. So I think that that's where really the distinction comes in. And I think as long as whatever comes to us at the council meeting does that, I'm good with that. Um, but this talks about particularly sponsorship special events with our community partners. And again, I can imagine a private entity, I mean, in the past, we have certainly done that. We may choose not to in the future, but I'd like us to be able to have that choice. So, Councilmember Foreman. So I have a question. Where would Pygmalion fall in? Would that have been a sponsorship or a special event? So it, it depends on the year for Pygmalion, I guess is what I would say. So there were points in the past when it was held in downtown Champaign and part of the festival was taking place in the city's right-of-way. That part of the Pygmalion Festival was um, was a special event by definition under the ordinance because it, it was happening in the city street. The the parts of Pygmalion that were taking place, like the uh, hackathon um, and some of the other components of it that were not in the city's right-of-way were technically not a special event. Those were part of the festival that, festival that was going on in the community um, and the sponsorship agreement, as I remember it, the, the terms of it were using economic development funding for the tech, the technical aspect of the festival, the tech, uh, pig tech, I believe is what, what it was referred to, which was not specifically a special event. So that agreement, um, that agreement was sort of outside of special events strictly. 
um, if that makes sense. So part of the festival was a special event and part of it was, was not. So people can still approach the city about sponsorships, but if, or no, if, be, if we do this. Under this policy, anything that would be a special event a would special not. special event would not be eligible for. Our, our general policy approach would be not to fund special events and not, and not to receive and process requests for funding for this. But sponsorships are still available. So that see that then that see that then it becomes confusing because we we definitely still want to sponsor events and we want to be able to I mean the council should be able to sponsor events if we think it's in the benefit of the community and sometimes you know something I thought was interesting is there was really nothing about an application saying um, or a question on the application saying what impact it might have on the community because that type of event may be something the city wants to do because of economics or because it brings some type of value to the community, quality of life, which is a big thing we talked about. So, I mean, I just, I guess I'm kind of, once the mayor said that, then it made me wonder, like. Yeah, what we're dealing with is, would be whatever falls within the context of this particular, this particular ordinance and how we, how we fund and how we um, support those special events. I mean, I, I'll get you one second. I mean, I, so I'm thinking about, like, um, when we do basketball in Garden Hills, Reverend Comer does that. I don't know that we have ever provided sponsorship for that. Maybe we have. But he's using the streets in Garden Hills. I assume that there is a special event permit for that. If council determined that it wanted to donate toward that or we would be precluded from doing so. I mean, I I think it makes sense to say we're going to charge you the actual cost of, you know, public works putting up the what the blockade or if you need police to be present and the chief says you need two officers or whatever it may be, those actual costs, um, we, we should be charging those. But whether then council decides to sponsor, I think is a different animal and what I'm having trouble with and maybe Councilmember Beck isn't is parsing those two things out and so that's what I'm struggling with. Councilmember Beck. Yeah so um, just a little I, I mean to kind of go back a couple steps so when we talked about doing this initially we, we the initial conversation was really looking at how we as a council can make decisions about what kinds of things we sponsor. That was kind of our initial question that we came up with. Am I, does, I don't know if everybody else agrees with that or not. But that's what, I'm, that's what I remember. And now what we're seeing here, all very thorough and very detailed and very much needed, um, is more of a discussion of our actual special events and how we conduct our analysis of special events and how we apply for special events and all of those things. But what's the process, right? We're looking at the process. But what we're missing, I think, is the piece about how do we as a council decide what we're going to sponsor. And so I think maybe we have to go back again and loop back around. Well, I'm comfortable with some of these changes. I think that we haven't actually answered the full question. So maybe we need to go back and complete that piece. Thank you. That helps. Councilmember Bruno. You know, I think uh, Councilmember Beck has kind of uh, 
hit the nail on the head as to why I find this whole area so problematic. Um, there, uh, without a regulated policy, we may be tempted to just sponsor the person who just comes to us first and says, this is the great thing I'm doing for the community, would you sponsor it? And I think that makes for bad public policy. If we want to have an <laughs> application period and we want to put a notice uh, up publicly, the city is now taking applications to sponsor your event and have a way of vetting them all so that the sponsorship of the Right to Life League can be equally justified with the Ku Klux Klan, with the Republican Party, with the Boy Scouts of America, with every other group that we may like or not like. But when we wait, we, when we don't have a policy and we don't invite these sponsorship requests, we just wait for them to trickle into us and we say, that's a really a good cause. We all know that those people that are behind that, it's, it's so meaningful, it's so good for the community. Yeah, you can have 1000 bucks from the city or 10000 bucks from the city. And then somebody else out in the community says, well, what about me? I didn't know you guys were looking for sponsorship opportunities. I've got a pretty good cause. Uh, mine is even more, uh, will tug even more at your heartstrings. That's the, that's, makes for bad public policy. So I, I like the fact that we would say, we're self-imposing a rule, of course a rule that we could override at any time by a majority vote, but we're gonna self-impose a rule that we're not gonna sponsor things, events. Uh, it's awfully easy to make charitable donations with other people's money. Um, but when we tax people uh, and force them to pay tax to the city, then giving it away for charitable purposes uh, is a slippery slope, and it causes, I think, some bad public policy. So, so I like the fact that we might say, let's not do this. Anybody else? I guess I would, and you know, this is, maybe it's one, I would request another study session with more language, but um, you know, Councilmember Bruno, you have voted to, to fund lots of those I things. Know. And you know, oftentimes, I mean, what if South by Southwest said, we want to do South by Southwest CU, and then we point to this and say, yeah, we're not doing it because we don't fund anything like that. I mean, I, I think the idea that we never would is a lie. And so having rules in place is what are, I think Councilmember Beck is right. It's what we talked about. Like, are there some standards? Should the application tell us what the economic benefit to the community or the community benefit if it's not economic? What are those things? Even if it's just some bullet points so we can think about them within the context. But for me, I'm not comfortable saying we'll never fund it because I think as soon as the right thing comes, we just throw this ordinance out and we fund it anyway. So let's let's have some criteria. So, um, Councilmember Foreman. Serious question, Councilmember Bruno. We're not really gonna you know accept this application from the KKK and like consider this you know sponsorship. I mean. 
Um, or are you saying we're opening the door? We're opening the door to. If you want, you want to play the Socratic method. I will move. I will move from the Ku Klux Klan to the, uh, you know, to the Children's Cancer Fund, and you can tell me along the way where you say, oh, well, clearly not this one, but yes, this one. I'd consider this one. That's the problem. We may have different values. From you know. I, there are some that we think we would be obvious. That's why I use that in, as part of my example. But then you get to some that are a tougher question. And is that what we want to be doing as a city council? So I'm going to pull first coming back for another study session. And if that fails, then I will do the poll, which is basically make the changes and go straight to a council agenda. And since you're looking like you don't understand what I'm saying, I'm going to start Angie. I'd be open to coming back. So, yes to yes. coming back? Yes. Yeah. Can I just clarify, what's this, yeah. what's this next study session going to be for? To, just to talk about sponsorships? To talk about the sponsorship piece. I assume the rest of this language would be okay. the same. Uh, then, sure, yes. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. I think you have direction then. Do you want me to pull on all the other pieces unrelated to sponsorship? I don't, I don't think so. I think, as you said, kind of implicit in the poll was that the other stuff would be, we would move forward on it. So. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we're now at the point of our meeting for audience participation. If anyone wants to address council on any issue, please step forward. Seeing none, council comments. Councilmember Beck. So there is great cause to celebrate because we had a ton of volunteers go out and clean their drains before the storm. So thank you to everybody that went out and cleaned their drains. And if you would like to be a drain sponsor, there are plenty of opportunities. And I'm sure Dennis would be thrilled to not have to send his street cleaners out to clean the streets in order to make that happen. So <laughs> help us out, clean your drains, help your neighbors, and sign up for a drain sponsorship by going to the website um, for the city. Anybody else? All right. Uh, Deputy City Manager. All right. I need a motion to adjourn. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. We are adjourned. <laughs>